Hi, guys. Welcome back to Staying Conscious Podcast with Meg and Allie. We are bringing you another interview this week. It is with Brandon Goodyear. He is a dear friend of ours. He's taken our pictures for the podcast. He's an amazing person, photographer, storyteller, as he described himself. I think this interview was super fun this week. Yeah, I love this episode. It's been so cool for us to see Brandon grow over this year that we've met Mm. him. He took our photographs for the Staying Conscious podcast with Megan Alley. So everything that you see on our website and Instagram is all from him. He's an incredible photographer. Um, and then he also takes all the photos for the space where I teach yoga. And so all of the photos that you see that I share on my social media about that are all from him. So you can tell that he's incredibly talented. Um, but I think my favorite thing that he does are those why videos. And yes, oh my gosh, uh, they're magic. They are magic. So it's really cool to just hear his why in this interview. And we hope that you guys love it. And if you do, please share it with a friend um, and just really help get the word out that we can all like band together during this time of like uncertainty and the unknown and just like connect through empathy and um, just like really good old fashioned, yeah, connection with people, even if we're not physically together. Absolutely. Enjoy this episode, guys. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for this. Thank you. We love that we can do this. We've been learning more about this platform. So we're super excited that we can still chat with people that we love in Columbus. And you are one of them for sure. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So kind. So if anyone doesn't know, Brandon is the one who took our amazing photos that we always post on Instagram and through our website. So he is the mastermind behind that. So we're super grateful and we're excited to chat with you today. Yeah, I'm excited for it as well. I've been looking forward to us trying to think of some answers, but also like not trying to to overthink it. Yeah, no, we just go with the flow. You let us do the work. That's our job. Exactly. I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, so our first question that we ask everyone, we're going to kind of like make it our second question because we want to take this time during like lockdown and quarantine to just like check in and ask you, how are you? Yeah. Uh, well, you came at an absolute perfect timing because (laughs) I felt like I was coming in for a crash landing, uh, probably about the beginning of middle end of last week. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, I got a phone call that like opened up this huge job prospect for me. Um, because mm-hmm. like, as you know, with the quarantine, like, you know, as a freelancer, all of my jobs basically disappeared overnight. And there's no, you know, no paycheck protection program. There's no nothing to like yeah. keep that from just going disastrously wrong. Um, my wife and I also shoot weddings. So, you know, just watching as you know, couple after couple is either breaking up or canceling their wedding or, you know, going down that road. And then out of nowhere, you know, I got this call that basically just fixed all of that. Oh my Um, gosh, that's so cool. I've been doing a handful of shoots over the past couple of weeks and I'm about to sign some contracts to be doing full-time work for a company. Um, So I'm very excited for that. 
That is so exciting. Yeah. So awesome. I'm definitely, I'm riding, riding the high of that right now. So yeah. <laughs> I'm at a more perfect time. I can't even Good. imagine being married and remembering that whole planning process and all of that. Um, and even, you know, we know people that have had to postpone their weddings and stuff that has to be an insane time for everyone in the wedding industry. So like the bakers, the venue, the photographers, like you guys, everything, I can't even imagine. Yeah. It's honestly, it's kind of wild. Like we're, you know, doing our best just to like be there for our couples and just, you know, help them through whatever they need. And, you know, just trying to like work with them because we know that like right now is a very stressful time for everyone. And, you know, by being as flexible as possible, that's like how we're going to be able to show that like we care for these people beyond just, you know, taking their photos on their wedding day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then our question that we do ask everyone, which I know, you know, what is something you have been curious about recently? Oh man, uh, I feel like this is the perfect medium to discuss that because, uh, <laughs> as you know, I am a photographer, um, also a videographer, storyteller. That's kind of my catchphrase I go with. And over the past, let's say, two, three weeks, I've been getting more and more curious about what it looks like to tell people stories during this time where I can't actually go and physically tell their story. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of research into remote podcast recording as we're doing right now, uh, yeah. trying to get better at conducting interviews, talking to people and just kind of letting my like curiosity come out and be able to like ask people intuitive questions and uh, just connect with people when I can't physically connect with people. Yeah, that's so cool. We've um, we took a couple weeks to just kind of like settle into this newness and not being able to. Um, we had to cancel a couple in person interviews and just didn't know where to go. So I can see where that would be. Like, it's just hard. It's so we take for granted how like easy it is for us to connect in person. Yeah. Um, but it's been cool to see like the wide range of what we didn't know was possible on the internet because we didn't have to know. So yeah, I mean, we're learning all kinds of new things. <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's amazing. Like the world that we live in right now that you can just like all of a sudden decide, Hey, I want to go do this. And within three to four days and a little bit of Google searching, you can find exactly <laughs> what you need. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's cool. Um, we've talked about this a little, but how has your like business shifted? Um, what are you either you personally or you and your wife kind of doing that you feel like you've learned through this that you'll take with you even when this whole quarantine is over? Yeah. Uh, so something that like kind of started to come to the forefront of my mind, I'd say like maybe a month before all this kind of started happening was as much as I want to be the like wax poetic about, you know, artistry and creativity and all that, like the thing that people really connect with is other humans. And so something I've tried to really put in the forefront of everything I do is building those human relationships. Um, because at the end of the day, like I can create the coolest video, I can create the coolest photos, but that literally means nothing if there's no human story behind it. And mm -hmm. so that's something I've been like, you know, especially through this time, like uh, I just had a conversation with a friend the other day and actually on a podcast. 
and he was talking about the concept of empathy and how everything that we do needs to like have that empathetic response. Um, I used to work in coffee for about six years prior to doing this full-time freelance thing. And that was like a common theme that like started to weave its way through everything that I did in the coffee shop is you have to be empathetic towards your customers. Like we all want to, you know, preach the gospel of drinking just black coffee. But (laughs) at the end of the day, like we're there to serve everyone that comes through our door and give them a great experience. Mm. And so I think through this pandemic and everything that's going on, like being able to show empathy to everyone that we're dealing with and whether that's someone that's being extra kind, um, like we've had a handful of people that have just been great through this whole process. And then we've had a handful of people that haven't been so great, but just knowing that like being empathetic is going to be the most important thing that will get us through this. And yeah, just trying to weave that through everything I do in business. I love that. Yeah, I think it's been really eye-opening to see that everyone's kind of going through this differently. Like everyone's being affected differently and to see how it affects us and mm. even the people around us. I think that Columbus, Ohio, I don't I don't know other local places that if they probably are doing this, but I think that Columbus has really like band together and they're like really trying hard to support their local businesses. And I think that's just really cool to see. And I think that they've definitely like empathy has been something that's come up for me and seeing how it's affect like how the lockdown and stuff has affected me and my job and things like that. And like, it's literally affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think that we're all connecting in this way that we never even thought of before. Yeah, I think that's pretty amazing. And I'm originally from Southern California. So like getting to see like, you know, this, like whenever I moved out here, that was something that like I felt a little bit concerned about. I was like, man, everyone in the Midwest is so nice. Like I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb. (laughs) And then like I got here and I like kind of started to like work into it. And thankfully it rubbed off on me very quickly because now it's like I see that community and how uh, valuable it is to be able Mm. to bring everyone together, work together, get through this and getting to see Columbus work in such an amazing way to band together, you know, hunker down and we're all going to get through this together. And whatever that looks like, we're here for each other. Absolutely. It's so cool. So what is your podcast? You just are starting a podcast. What is your podcast about? What's the like theme? Oh man. Tell us everything. (laughs) Funny thing. I, whenever I was doing the intro, um, for the first episode, I was chatting with my friend Cooper and it was kind of one of those, you know, we're just going to kind of wing this conversation and see where it goes. And literally like within the first five seconds, we're like, man, this is just going to be like Joe Rogan 2.0. Like we're going to stick around on the internet and then eventually like something will come of it. Yeah. Uh, so I want to say that's kind of where it's at right now. I, you know, I've had at this point three conversations, one of which was I finally got my wife to talk on microphones. So hopefully <gasps> oh, that'll so like cool. have a little bit of editing to go through, but we, Definitely got into the weeds about a whole bunch of different things. So excited to share that with the world. Um, oh, I can't wait for that one. I can't wait yeah. for that one either. <laughs> it's it's going to be fun. We, we kind of dove into 
all sorts of topics from photography to health to just how to be nice people. Um, So it's been pretty fun. Um, My goal with it right now is just to be able to have those open conversations with people and kind of similar to like what you're doing, um, just be able to like give people a platform to be able to like share their perspectives on the world. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to hear it. I mean, speaking of your wife, I know my husband and I both being quarantined in this house together. Speaking of empathy, even we've had to kind of had, you know, a couple serious talks about different things and our health and all of that. How have you guys navigated through this time as a married couple, as, you know, co-workers, you guys kind of do this together. How has that been (laughs) for you guys? Like, how has your experience been? Yeah, it's honestly, it's been a little crazy. Um, I am a little bit more of a extroverted person. So not being able to leave the house has been exceptionally rough for me. Uh, but my wife is probably one of the most introverted people I've ever met. Like if she could just stay home with our cats all day, like that's her (laughs) dream life. Um, she's like thriving. Yeah, she's definitely (laughs) thriving. Uh, the only thing that's frustrating is the fact that I'm home all day. (laughs) Um, uh, but through all of that, uh, you know, she's been able to, you know, we just bought a new house thankfully, which has allowed us to have like a little bit of extra space for each other. Um, So she's kind of created her own little nook on one side of the house. And then I just kind of roam through the living room in our office and kind of wherever else. So if she needs her like real alone time, she can have that. And, you know, she has her space. And then for me, like, I'm thankful we live close enough to uh, some woods and walking trails and whatnot. So being able to get out, you know, weather permitting every day, and just go for a walk, you know, for an hour or so, just put on a podcast and just get that time to be to myself, kind of, you know, think through, you know, what my plans are once all of this, you know, gets back to a relative sense of normal. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been an interesting transition, uh, but it's been pretty good so far. And I think like we've learned a lot about each other and just being able to apply that going forward and knowing like, you know, how to navigate that. That's yeah. So cool. Is there anything that's like been coming up for you over this like quarantine? I know that you're not alone. You're there with your wife. Um, but I'm sure yeah. you do have a lot more alone time than you're used to. Um, has there been yeah. anything coming up that you're like, wow, this like really was not working for me before like everything kind of like shut down and slowed down and you're like realizing it now and you're like, wow, yeah, I do not want to take this with me into the future. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I absolutely loathe doing dishes. <laughs> like, and the, the, the backstory and the irony of this is before my wife and I got married, we had this conversation and she hates doing dishes even more than I do. And so we like made a pact, which I very quickly want to go back on because I was like, if you cook dinner, I'll do the dishes. It's fine. But what that's evolved into is anytime there's any meal cooked, there's just an insane mountain of dishes. (laughs) And I feel like like there's been memes going around of people that are like, yeah, so I woke up and uh, cleaned my kitchen for the eighth time today. And I'm like, yep, that's been my life for the past six months. And now even more so. Yeah. 
Eric and I are the exact same. We've kind of come to this, like, I don't like certain chores. Like I hate taking out the trash. I loathe it. And so I'll do the dishes if you take out the trash or like we have, you know what I mean? We have to alternate because it's like, if we don't have some sort of just humor or patience with each other, we'll literally drive each other insane. And the kitchen is never fully clean. It's like I'm cooking multiple meals a day now. So it's just always something that's funny. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just, our house is just constantly in a state of being on the edge of chaos. (laughs) (laughs) But you're hanging in there and you guys are doing it together. And I think that's the inspiring piece is that you're um, communicating through it and you're working as a team and knowing that you can do it. So yes, kudos to you. (laughs) Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, Who inspires you? Oh, man. This is honestly, if he hears this podcast, it'll be kind of wild. But Honestly, one of the people that inspires me the most is someone that's like, I think three years younger than me. Uh, Mm -hmm. His name is Alex Tan. He used to be a Columbus local Um, back right, like pretty much right when I moved here in 2015. I remember hearing a lot about him and he was a business student at OSU. And every, you know, every summer he would get a job, be a normal student, whatever, Uh, And then one year he started taking photos and that summer he just decided I'm not going to get a job and I'm just going to like freelance and everything's going to be great. Fast forward, uh, he moved to LA about three years ago. He has worked at advertising agencies, shooting campaigns for Nike and other fortune 500 companies. And just about a year ago opened up his own creative agency with a couple other friends and now is like doing that whole thing. Uh, he has a magazine called Mouthwash. Uh, that's also the name of their agency. And honestly, I think the biggest thing for me that inspires me through a lot of the work that I've been doing lately is I would hear stories of him all the time. Just like, yeah, he was up until three in the morning researching a project for a shoot and then woke up at six to go execute. And just like that drive and determination, like while I know that that's not sustainable for everyone and it's not something you can do all the time, the fact that that amount of effort resulted in the work that he does now, that's like the thing that I have to keep coming back to. And it's like for everyone that wants to, you know, complain about things not going their way, like you have to put it in perspective and just know that the amount of work you put into something is what you're going to get out of it. Mm. Yeah, I like that. What do you hope to inspire in others? I hope to inspire in others uh, just a genuine curiosity for honest relationships. Mm. We love that. (laughs) I think like I, you know, spending a lot of time in a service industry job where where everyone is kind of like doing everything for themselves and like there can be a lot like I'm I'm just gonna like ramble for a little bit because like it's the only way my brain can kind of process it but like in a place where you're like working around a lot of people there's a lot of egos that can kind of build up over time and like some things when they go unchecked you they just kind of get out of control 
And so I think being able to kind of be in that community and something like Columbus has done pretty well, but even like, you know, a place like Columbus isn't perfect. And being able to have like a really solid open communication relationship where you're able to uh, work through whatever issues there are in like a nice objective way. Uh, I think that's just hugely important and something that I like hope to do even in my own life. Like I know I have my own issues that I'm working through right now, um, doing therapy and whatnot, but I think that being able to be self-aware enough to work through that and then be able to help others through that. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that can only enhance your business. I mean, yeah. as a business model to approach it as I'm going to be as open and honest with my clients and just you know, ask the same in return. I think yeah. what a cool you know, uh like ground that you're building. Within yeah. relationships with these people, I think that that's really inspiring for sure. Yeah, it's super cool. And like, and something like, and I'm like one of the most, I try to be one of the most open people that I know just because I know that that's what I want from others. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that like, and I've honestly been kind of open about this, maybe a little bit too much, but uh, I did, I do like NET therapy. It's this like emotional release thing um, where basically you can. I like in a nutshell to explain it, like your body has like all these different meridians and whatnot. And you can basically like hold different parts of your body and like it allows you to release certain emotions, like kind of similar to like, I hate to make the analogy of like an LSD trip, but like Mm. essentially it allows you to go into a, a previous memory, relive those emotions detached from the situation. So like you can, go into that emotion and go, you know what, that actually wasn't helpful and it allows you to release it. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first sessions that I did was working on being able to show emotion because, and I like kind of living through my like childhood, trying to figure out like what were the situations that caused me to stop showing emotion. And like, I'm still trying to figure out all of that right now. But after that first session, I remember that was right around the time I started my, this is my why little video series. Which is phenomenal for everyone. They're so good. We'll link them in the show notes for people to see. Yeah. And I remember like going into a couple of those sessions and like just filming. And then all of a sudden uh, I would get a shot and then I would like see it on the screen as it was happening and then just like get super pumped and be able to express that to the person I was going to be like, dude, like, Normally I don't do this, but like these shots I'm getting are super cool. And I'm like super excited to share this with you. And that like kind of momentum would bring me into like going home, editing the video and delivering it to them like super quick just because I wanted them to share in that excitement. Mm, That is so cool. I love that. And that's something I'm like trying to work through now a little bit more is like being able to like be more exciting and charismatic and like sharing emotion when I'm excited about something. But I feel like the flip side of that is also being able to like share when I'm like not happy about something. I'm still not quite there yet. That's hard. Dropping that conditioning. Allison and I talk about this frequently, releasing these conditions that we have been 
if whether it's from society, whether it's from the way that we were raised, whatever it may be, dropping these conditions and tuning into like, is this serving me? Is this allowing me to show up as authentically as I want to? And expressing emotions is not easy. And I think especially for a lot of men that I know, it's not easy. So I respect you for digging into that and knowing this is going to be hard. It's easy sometimes easier sometimes to share these good emotions, but to, to share these difficult feelings and, you know, situations that are coming up with people is difficult. And so I really value your attempt at, um, trying to like better yourself in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that Megan and I can both attest to say that, um, We've watched you over the last year um, that we've known you. And I think that you are like a hundred percent, like more comfortable in your skin of like showing these emotions of excitement and just like to watch your work now. Like it's been amazing to see like your progression over time and the work you're doing is just like absolutely incredible. And I like was emotional myself watching you do Nikki's video. I got to be a part of, um, Nikki's video here in my apartment, we did her why video and like to see the way that you're like in it and involved, it's like so inspiring and you can just tell like how much this lights you up. And I love that. I want you to be able to do a why video. And I actually kind of want to ask you that now, like what is your why behind like what you're doing? Yeah. Uh, this is a good question. And I always tell people not to overthink it. But because I knew this question is inevitably <laughs> coming, I've been thinking about this for a while. Uh, but in, in that light, I think uh, the thing, the why that drives me, um, I've been, I don't know uh, if you follow Simon Sinek at all. Yes. Um, he's the oh, one, he wrote him. the book, Start With Why. Yeah. Um, he's been doing an amazing amount of videos through this pandemic time, which are incredible. They're like two minutes, yeah, three minutes. Instagram. And you just I've like been following them. They're so good. Yeah. And they're amazing. But he just put one out recently that was uh, being able to pivot in a time using your why versus your what. And Mm. I think, so before I go too far, my why is I believe that everyone has an amazing story to share. And I know this is true. Um, Even going back before I like kind of went down this path, because when I moved to Columbus back in 2015, my first, I guess, human interaction outside of like the couple friends that I had here was when I was like first going to apply for jobs after moving here. And I literally had like maybe $200 in my bank account, like was living on credit cards and just like winging it. And I was walking up to go get coffee at One Line and had printed out like 36 copies of my resume because I was just going to like light the city up and get a job <laughs> immediately. Like that was my goal. And upon walking up to one line, there was a homeless person walking the other way. And I, sorry, I'm like getting emotional thinking no, about this I'll because ask. like it just remi- it reminds me of like such a crazy time in my life. Um mm. Anyways, but this homeless person was walking the other way and he just kind of like mumbled as he got close to me like, hey, do you have do you have any spare change? 
And I remember I like barely heard it, but I was like, hey, I literally don't have any money. I just moved here. I don't, I don't even have a job, but I am going to buy myself coffee right now. If you want, I can buy you coffee and a donut. Will that work for you? And I had my little notebook with me. And to my surprise, he was like, yeah, let's do it. Mm. And so we walked in, got him his, you know, cappuccino and a donut. And then we sat down and chatted for like three hours. Oh my God. <laughs> and I found out like later, like his name is Jesse. He's a really amazing dude. I like got to see him pretty regularly on the streets. He's a poet. Uh, I actually, mm-hmm. I have a video on my YouTube channel, which like has hardly anything worth watching on it. But I have a video of him reading a poem that he wrote. One of his dreams in life was to be a poem writer for Hallmark cards. Oh. And like, there's a part of me like deep down inside that's still like, you know, if I can eventually make it somewhere in life, I want to be able to like get him a job to write for Hallmark cards. Cause I think yeah. that would be amazing. Um, and that was like, that was a moment for me. And so like from there, I like spent a lot of time. I, uh, my wife got me a, uh, well, girlfriend at the time, but <laughs> she got me a camp stove from REI using her dividend. And I basically was able to go out and like make coffee for homeless people on the streets. I like got a couple of mugs and would just like go out and like sit with them and listen to their stories. Oh my gosh, and that's amazing. It was phenomenal. That is so. so amazing. And now you've kind of just like you're still telling people stories and giving them a platform to share their experiences and share why they do what they do. I think that is so full circle and what a cool yeah. what a cool like life changing experience, I think. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. I like I'm hoping that like once the weather gets a little bit better and maybe like once everything's cleared up a little bit, I'm hoping to eventually just like, you know, grab my audio recorder and go hit the streets and like go chat with some more homeless people and maybe put that out there as like a, an audio story or something. That would be so cool. I know, Cause I think like, you know, it just like, it proves that like everyone. And when I say everyone, everyone I mean, everyone has a story. Yeah. Um, I don't know who said it, but there's like a saying that says, um, there's like no one I didn't love after hearing their story or something like that. I think I just butchered it, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, basically like yeah. there's no one that you could not like relate with after hearing their story. Absolutely. And what a circle back to empathy, right? Having empathy for everyone and their stories and their experiences and learning from each other. I think that that's pretty cool. That's amazing. You literally just took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I also love this one. I love this question. We've recently added it and it's a keeper. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Besides a good cup of coffee, because I, I know you're about to say that. <laughs> Literally the first Amen. thing. <laughs> cup number two already. Um, yes, I love it. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, besides a good cup of coffee, I would say, honestly, getting like... I hate to be a broken record on this, but like getting to tell people's stories. Like I, like one of the the more recent one videos that I did was uh, someone named Robin. He is uh, the director of coffee at Pistachio Vera. And I like, I messaged him and it was like really random, like super last minute. 
And I was like, hey, I want you to be a part of this because I like trying to get more people in coffee and different aspects of service. Mm. And he was like, yeah, he's like, uh, I work all these days, but like if you want, you could come in before we open. So I got up at five in the morning <laughs> and mm. rolled over to Pistachio Vera at like a little after five to like film his video and like that was so exciting. Like I think I had that video done before like eight in the morning because I was just like so <laughs> pumped. But, like, cool. that, like when I have things like that, like that's what really gets me out of bed and gets me going. Ugh, and so fun. like I was just explaining to a client recently because they like looked at one of my proposals and they're like, it says here you're only shooting for 20 minutes. Like I was a little confused by that. I was like, yeah, like I do things a little differently. I like to like really talk to people and get to know them. And it's come through because I've done a couple of videos and I'm not going to tell you which ones, but like, I didn't even, I didn't even know the person before I like got into film with them. Like I literally met them and then we rolled into shooting their video. Wow. And like that for me, like that whole process, it's like really cool because it's like, I get to sit down and I get to chat with really amazing people and you know, one of my goals is eventually uh, a, a good friend of mine from California called me out on this. They were like, hey, like, you know, if someone doesn't work at a third wave coffee shop or they're not a yoga instructor, like, <laughs> would you still tell their why? And I was like, oh my God, I think you're totally missing the point on this, but yes, I would. And now I like feel like it's a challenge. I have to find some people. And I hate to say like, just like a regular job, but like I'm trying to find people that are a little bit more approachable and relatable, if that makes any sense. Mm, that absolutely makes so, sense. Yeah. You're like challenge accepted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so once all this is over, that's like, that's something I'm going to be working on definitely. Yeah. So cool. Um, yeah. We met at the space um, with Josie yes. Schweitzer. So she's definitely connected us and that space has connected us to like so many amazing people. Um, I want to ask you like, cause I know that you're definitely a frequent there just as much as both of us are. Um, mm -hmm. what have you been doing? Which is humanly possible. I know as much as we can. We're like, uh, Josie, could you teach more? Um, <laughs> um, no, this has been so cool to like see her on zoom and take classes at home. Um, it's not the same, yes. but it's still so great that we're able to connect. Um, I'm curious about, if you've, do you ever um, have any type of home practice or what type of practices do you have in place at home that might not be yoga, but like in this world of Katona, we consider everything yoga. So what do you, yeah. what do you have in place? Um, what practices do you have to kind of take care of yourself during this time? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. <laughs> and I feel so ashamed to say I don't really have anything crazy in line. Uh, whenever I like really start to feel myself kind of like, I don't want to say going off the rails, but like when I start to feel things start to go a little crazy, uh, I usually will, you know, try and get out, go for a walk. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Brain FM, mm. um, which is like a, a binaural beats meets artificial intelligence. And it's amazing. Um, highly recommend it. But yeah, I just like, I try and get my body moving as much as possible because I know like, uh, I had a conversation with a friend about a year ago around just like what the value of exercise is versus diet and all that stuff. And he's like, look, at the end of the day, even if, you know, only feeling better is the thing that 
is the benefit to exercising. Like that's what I'm here for. And so for me, I know personally that like, you know, if I start to, you know, feel depressed or I'm, you know, getting anxious or whatever, I can literally change my state of mm-hmm. mindfulness just by like going out and exercising, going for a walk, you know, swinging a kettlebell around for a little bit. Um, anything like that will allow me to like be a little bit better. And I notice like my mood almost, I don't want to say instantly changes, but like very quickly, like I get super motivated. I'll go like wash all the dishes. I won't be frustrated. I'll like everything be great. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Nature and walking has definitely been my favorite way to move my body here recently. It's just getting outside smelling fresh air, seeing, you know, spring kind of come to bloom and all of that. So I, I relate to that. It's kind of crazy how, yeah, it's just like almost like a switch. You're just like, oh, wow, I feel humbled. I feel able. I feel capable to continue this day emotionally stable. Absolutely. That is the practice, right? That's the practice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have a morning routine that you like do every single morning? Are you like a routine person or do you like to kind of switch it up every day? Yeah. So I'm majorly a routine person. I'm ashamed as to what my actual routine is in practice. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so for the most part, like I get up first thing in the morning. Um, Usually I've actually been really happy with this whole quarantine thing. I have been waking up around seven which like I used to naturally wake up around like 6, 6.30, sometimes 5.30. Yeah. Um, part of that's just working in coffee. You're always up at ridiculous hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually get up around 7, immediately go downstairs and make a cup of coffee, um, which I make my coffee with a V60 pour over because that's what nice. I love. What are you drinking <laughs> right now? What beans are you drinking? Yeah. Uh, I am drinking a Ethiopian coffee from Florin. Uh, oh, cool. Hans was one of the people that I interviewed for the This Is My Why series. Um, yeah, cool. He's been a friend of mine for a number of years and just like one of the kindest people in coffee in Columbus. Um, uh, I'll have to check yeah, him out. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then after making coffee, I like during quarantine, everything like, I mean, for the most part, a lot of things have been kind of thrown out the window. Um, so this morning I put on a Joe Rogan podcast and played Mario Kart for like an hour. Nice. Um, just like I'm so close to beating the game. I'm <laughs> so close. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, but then usually I find like my most productive mornings and this is like something I noticed like right before everything started going a little sideways. Um, I found my most productive mornings were whenever I would like immediately wake up and get to work. Um, and so like, you know, pre pandemic, probably post pandemic, like my morning routine looks a little similar, like wake up first thing in the morning, make some coffee and then go down to my office and start editing on a project or, you know, getting all that work done. You know, it kind of cracks my wife up that, you know, she usually wakes up around somewhere between eight and nine. And so by the time she's waking up, like I'm finishing my work day and like just kind (laughs) of cruising around doing whatever, you know, going out, hanging out with friends at coffee shops, like that whole thing. Um, 
So yeah, that's yeah. how I operate. I love to just like get to work as soon as I wake up. I just like have that energy to get going right away. And if I start yeah. like really lazy in the morning, then I feel like my day just like I'm like, oh wait, it's like 3 p.m. and I've done nothing. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Dude, the thing that's been getting me every day is like all of a sudden, like I maybe have been tuning into the news a little bit too much, mm. but like whenever the governor does those two o'clock meetings, like yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, wait, it's two o'clock. Like <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Where has the time gone? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Are you ready for our quick fire questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Favorite book or one you are loving right now? Oh man. Um, the Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. Mm-hmm. I've I heard of it. I haven't personally read it, but a lot of I need to. List. I need to reread it. I remember reading it uh, three, four years ago, five years ago, whenever it was. Uh, and it just like coming full circle on like empathy and being human. Like I think she's probably one of the biggest people to advocate for human kindness. Mm. And just like, you just got to ask. Like people aren't going to know what you need help with until you ask. Yeah. So. Mm, I love that. What is the best food, drink, or meal you've had recently? Oh my goodness. I'm trying to think. My wife and I have been kind of trading off and on cooking dinner. Um, and I would say like some form of like grass-fed steak with mm. sweet potatoes and asparagus, something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Yum. Um, I've, I'm just curious because I've seen your Instagrams. You and your wife have a pretty like, I don't want to say like strict diet, but like are you guys on like a specific like special dietary program? Yeah. So diet. Um, we, so back in 2016, my wife found out she had parasites in her liver, um, from a trip to Cambodia and that kind of got us down this whole like health path. Um, and so as part of the protocol, um, that she was doing to get rid of those, uh, involved very like strictly monitoring what she eats, Mm. um, inflammatory foods, um, cutting out gluten, dairy, soy, grains of almost any kind, um, and just being super intentional about what we eat because realizing that that was like what was feeding the parasites and all the other things. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of like a, an autoimmune protocol essentially. Mm. Um, so just trying to make sure like rebuilding her immune system and gut bacteria, um, which, given the current times is hugely important. Yeah. Um, And it's something I've been like kind of on trying to do for a while anyways. And then whenever all that happened, it just kind of made everything like really easy to like jump on board, eat healthy. Um, And just like knowing like how I feel. Like I remember like back in the day when I worked at Mission, like sometimes I would just like cave and totally slam like three or four bagels on a shift. And then immediately just like not want to finish the rest of my shift. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's been kind of good. Um, and then fast forwarding like three, four months ago, um, I just started going to the naturopathic doctor that she's been going to. And turns out I also had some parasites that I had to work through and get rid of. 
Um, so just being super intentional about everything and what we eat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have restaurants in Columbus that you can eat out at that like don't make you feel terrible? Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's a very, very short list. Um, pretty much like Rebel uh, that we met at initially. Yes. Um, you introduced us to Town Rebel. Hall just opened up. Oh, did they open? Oh yeah. my gosh. I think, I think they're opening Columbus. Okay. Uh, I know that they, their opening was like literally the week that everything went sideways. So they might've put it off. Yeah. Um, but, and then we can also go to North Star, mm. but like there's a very like limited handful of things on the menu. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are like our three places um, that we can go. And then we just like love cooking a lot at home. That's good. So mm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, which is convenient. It is for sure. For right now. <laughs> yeah. What is a song you cannot get out of your head? Oh my gosh. I was thinking about this because <laughs> I... You know I love music. <laughs> yeah. So I have to I have to pull this up because I love whenever everyone puts on their Spotify, like what they listen to for the year. Mm, yeah. So mm, I, yeah. I use this podcast app called Pocket Casts. And they do the same thing, but for podcasts. Oh my gosh. Um, so since 2016, I've listened to 120 days and 12 hours worth of podcasts. Oh my God. Uh, which apparently during that time, 43 million babies were born. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, Great little but to, Yeah. To, to answer your question, um, because I like, I'm trying to listen to a little bit more music. Mm. Um, Probably one of my most recent songs is probably either uh, Giorgio the Marauder by Daft Punk. It like, I was over at a friend's house and he's like, dude, he's like, the song is amazing. You got to hear it on my speakers. And like such a college guy situation, <laughs> but it was such a like moving experience. Um, cool. Either that or probably like Hosier. Um, cool. Just super into those. I'm like, I always joke around with people. I like have one of the widest music tastes because I just kind of like adapt and take on whatever all my friends are into. Yeah. Um, one of my friends from California was in a heavy metal band and I would like go to metal shows just to like take photos. <laughs> Cause that was like the concert thing I could do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of all over the map, but those would be my it. two. Yeah. Cool. I love that too. What is your favorite time of day? Oh, morning. Hands down. <laughs> Hundred uh, percent. Short backstory on that. I'll attribute that to my dad um, because whenever I was eleven, he asked if I wanted to race in a triathlon. It was like a short, like sprint distance, I think, is what it was. Like, and he was like, "Okay, we're gonna do this," but the only time I have to train is before work in the morning, and so he like. 11 year old Brandon would get me up at five in the morning. And I remember like just being so frustrated, <laughs> but then fast forward like 10 years and I was like, you know, I'm so thankful he did that because now like, uh, I would be the person, you know, before I moved out to Ohio, I would force my friends to get up at like three 30 in the morning and mm. we would drive out to Joshua tree and go catch the sunrise at the top of a mountain. Ugh, and so like cool. nothing beats that. Like, yeah, I'm totally worth so. it with that one. Yeah. Mornings are great. Yeah. We agree. 
We kind of know this, but uh, coffee or tea, and how do you drink it? I'm going to throw you for a twist and say tea. (laughs) Just kidding. I I am all about coffee. Um, I take my coffee black, um, Mm. as it should be. Mm. And I... Yeah, I love the ritual of like making coffee in the morning. Um, I get a lot of people will ask like, what do I recommend for making coffee? And like a lot of it, it all depends on like what you're looking for. Um, So like someone like my dad, I'm always like, dude, you just, you got to get a coffee maker and just like go for it. Cause I know that he doesn't want to like weigh out his coffee or get everything super precise and like get into that ritual. But then for someone like me, like I have all the scales, I have the (laughs) fancy pouring kettles. I like, I get so nerdy about coffee in the morning. Like I've had mornings where like I'll wake up and like disassemble my entire coffee grinder and clean it out just because I'm like, I want this coffee to be extra this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's cool. That's my my coffee move. That's amazing. Um, Beach or mountains? Oh man, do I have to decide? <laughs> We've had lots of people say uh, both. Yeah, I I say both. Primarily, like growing up in Orange County, like I literally like my family used to own the Gondola Company of Newport Beach, so mm-hmm. like I grew up at the beach. But then we would also vacation in the mountains up in Big Bear, um, and so like having both, I see the like the privilege that that is. Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick, though. I would honestly have to say beach. Okay. Um, just because now like living in the middle of a state where I don't have a beach, (laughs) I'm realizing how much I miss it. Um, but yeah, it also like, I don't know there as much as I love like the sunrise and the morning, there's nothing that beats like hanging out with your friends at the beach, watching the sun go down. Yeah. Favorite place you've traveled. Ooh, I feel like it's going to be very controversial given our current climate, but I have to say China. Um, I, 2013, I was, uh, in a little bit of a weird situation. I was trying to do some work for a, uh, missions organization, um, through my church. And I had mentioned, like, I had spent a lot of time traveling overseas for missions trips and bringing my camera and trying to, like, document what the missionaries are doing over there. And I told them, I was like, hey, like, I'm a single guy. Like, I'm relatively low maintenance. Like, I, if you want to pay me, like, I can go over and document what these missionaries are doing because everyone at our church went crazy over the video I put together. And they were like, yeah, it's, like, way too expensive. And so that, like in my brain was like, okay, challenge accepted. I'm going to do this. And so I ended up uh, traveling across China for five weeks for a grand total of $1,200, including my plane tickets and everything else. Um, And that was a, that was a really great trip for me. It was like a lot of growth, a lot of just kind of like getting to see the world outside of what I had been in. Mm. Um, at home. So yeah, it was amazing. And honestly, I can't wait to go back. Um, so this is a new question for us. I don't know if you're like a 
affirmations person or not, but if you had one post-it on your wall or on your mirror that you looked at every day, what would it say? Uh, don't believe the voices in your head. Mm. I like that. I like that too. I, yeah, that's something I've been kind of working through as like someone who spends a lot of time in my head. Um, I'm with you there. I think (laughs) both of you know, uh, Jesse Miller. Yes. She does like cranial sacral and stuff. And the last session I had with her, she's like, usually like I can describe your, your like aura with like music. And your head was like a rave and everything else was just silence. <laughs> I was oh like, my oh my gosh. gosh. Like, okay, I get it. Did you relate um, to that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, cool. Have you read the book, um, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer? Uh, I haven't, Ooh. but I will put that in my Amazon list. Worth it. Yeah. It talks a lot about that, how like you are not the voice that's inside your head. Like you're the person listening to the voice. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally believe that though, because like I was just having a conversation with someone the other day and just talking about like, uh, I was just asking them like what their uh, self-limiting beliefs are. Cause that's something I've been like really diving into a lot lately. Mm. And just kind of realizing like for me, there was a lot of things that like I would tell myself in my head. And then over the past like week, I just had so many of them shattered that I was like, wait, like what even is the world? Like how do I connect (laughs) with people? Like what am I doing? Like, and that, that moment of like realizing that the voices that I've been telling myself were totally not true this whole time. Mm. and kind of realize I'm like what other things in my life are not true that I'm telling myself absolutely yeah that's so, so cool I yeah. love that uh, well thank you so much this was so much fun thank you yeah super excited thanks for having me on of course Thank you guys so much for listening. We are so excited to continue to bring you guys these episodes. It just like brings us so much joy. You will not even know like how much really we love being able to connect with people and especially in a time like this. Um, we really loved how vulnerable Brandon was with us today and hearing him talk about just like trying to connect deeper to his emotions was just really inspirational Mm. to me. And I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. It was beautiful. It's been interesting for us to kind of change some of our questions and really just start by asking people how they're doing. It's just come back to the reason that we started this podcast to begin with, to just have a deep dive conversation with people, get vulnerable, talk about things that sometimes aren't always easy. And I think during this episode, Brandon really did that. He explained what he's doing, why he's doing it, some struggles that he's gone through. I couldn't respect him more for all of that. And Mm -hmm. I love the fact that we can just kind of put his work out there for other people in Columbus to see. As always, please share this. I think we're going to put a lot of his videos and his why things into the show notes. So definitely check those out. Share this with a friend. We love that you guys are listening to these still and we will continue to put them out. So let us know what you think of the episode. If you've got any questions or concerns, please, we're both on Instagram or 
reach out to us any way that you want to. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you next week. 